0: Ukulele Tales, the ukulele podcast with John Atkins. Welcome, fellow tailgaters, to another episode of Ukulele Tales. Just to let you know, we now have a sponsor Carla Brand Music. I've been working with or alongside Carla for quite a few years now, and they have always provided me with some tremendous ukuleles. So I see it as a really great endorsement that they've very kindly agreed to sponsor this show. Thank you very much indeed to Carla for jumping on board and agreeing to be a part of the project. And don't worry, listeners, this won't change anything about the show itself. In fact, if anything, it'll hopefully make it easier for me to get in contact with certain potential guests. All it does mean for you guys is that I have an affiliate link with them. So if you are in the market for a new ukulele, go to www.carlabrand.com slash or click directly on the special link in the show notes. And you will get 10% off anything on their website just because you listen to the Ukulele Tales podcast. Talking of guests, oh, I am working on a really big name at the moment. I can't say anything just yet as I don't want to jinx myself, but if I manage to pull this one off, I will be over the moon. Any guesses? No, you'll never get this one, I don't think. Don't Don't even try. Anyway, I hope you guys have had a good week. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Lots of nice feedback from Abby Lyons' episode last week. Um, And I don't know if you picked up on it, but the thing that really stuck out for me is that when she was commissioned to record that song for The Wheel of Time, the Amazon Prime show, which I confess, by the way, I still haven't watched yet. Sorry about that, Abby. She ended up recording it in her closet. Now, of course, this was during COVID and things weren't exactly normal I know she has recorded some more stuff for the show since then in more professional surroundings. But I found it really inspiring to know that if you have the talent, you don't need to sort of spend tens of thousands of dollars on gear and getting the most expensive things that there are out there. Just make the most of what you do have, and I'm sure you'll get something good out of it with enough practice and hard work. And that's why I love to do my little ukulele and iPhone videos on YouTube. It's not just a novelty or a fun challenge, but I find it genuinely exciting to see what music can be created with just a phone and a uke. It's kind of unbelievable when you stop and think about it, and it's inspiring to know that even on professionally produced TV shows being watched by millions of people, there's still, sometimes at least, people sat somewhere in just a little cupboard making the music for those shows. So well done again, Abby, and thank you again for the great, great interview. I really enjoyed it. This week's guest is a whole different kettle of fish altogether. Boris Mogilevsky, a.k.a. Boris Ukulele. Boris is a musician, a composer, a performer, and an online educator based in the Netherlands. And he recently reached the not insignificant milestone of 100,000 followers and counting on his Instagram. He also has a master's degree in jazz guitar and music education, and is probably the coolest lecturer you're likely to come across, as he actually started running his own ukulele course at the university where he works, which has since attracted hundreds of students from all across the globe. Boris is a great guy, and as well as posting cool, funny, and incredibly skillful uke videos on his Instagram, he's really keen to give back, and he uses the platform that he has to raise funds for a charity, namely the Ukulele Safari, the first of which took place last November, raising money for musical instruments for children in Kenya. Now, this interview actually took place at Nam last year, before Boris had gone on the safari to Africa, so it would be great to get him back on the show again in the future to discuss it in more depth and hear all about his travels to Africa. Anyway, I don't want to ramble on too much up front, so let's jump straight into this, my chat with Boris Mogilevsky, a.k.a. Boris, ukulele. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'm, you know, what? I'm pretty sure it'll run out of batteries in like two seconds now. No <laughs> so I've got plenty of spare, but I've just spent so long like right, right. messing around with it and everything. But, um... So firstly, can you just say your full name, just so I've got it for the record? Yeah, so my name is
1: Boris Mogilevsky. It's a, it's a hard one to pronounce, but uh, Boris Ukulele, Boris Mogilevsky, people uh, know me by those two. <laughs> yeah, Where and where have you come from, Boris? So I'm originally from Israel, but the story goes this way. So I was born in Russia, then my parents moved to Israel when I was five years old. And uh, when I was 19, I moved to the Netherlands to, well, pursue my... Uh, dream of becoming a musician
0: so and how's that working out for you it's working out great yeah actually getting
1: better each yeah. day
0: <laughs> i mean what's the deal because like i know you only from instagram i guess Right, right. but are you what do you do you're like a professional teacher or player uh
1: well i've been teaching uh offline for a long time like i guess since i was like 17 or 18 i'm a, i was a guitar player like initially so that's where everything started with also i came to the netherlands as a guitar player like in uh Playing with people, teaching, and all that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, later on, I realized that I want to I want to travel. I don't want to be you know do, living in one place. I want to meet people. I want to see the world. And I gave it a chance. I started teaching online. I established a little community, guitar students community, uh, which later on also became a ukulele community. Uh, and and so I started teaching yeah online and and. Uh, During COVID, people started like, you know, believing that the online thing, actually having online classes is actually a real thing. You can really learn from this. Because before that, people were a little bit more hesitant. So there were tutorials, of course, you know, YouTube and it worked out fine. But when COVID hit, it was like, everyone rushed to the internet you know, Zoom classes, this and that. So it worked out great. People, like, were so hungry to to learn music. Yeah. So that's where uh, I fully, I became fully, like, an online teacher, yeah.
0: So you said you started off with a guitar, right?
1: I started with a guitar player, yeah. Yeah. Same same here. I'm like,
0: yeah, I I got a guitar for my 10th birthday. I've been playing it. Right, right. Like, I always think of the guitar as my main instrument, to be honest with you. Uh, Me too, me um, too. I
1: think without a guitar, I wouldn't get around, like, and find my way around the neck, like, as simple as that, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that's right. And you said you wanted to travel. So is that why you switched to ukulele? It's easier to, to get in the well, suitcase? Well,
1: there, there were a couple of reasons. Uh, one was an injury that I I got a kind of an overexcited at the party and I played cajon without having any proper technique. I, I mean, I just, like, was banging on this thing for, like, four hours, you know, jam sessions, and yeah. they were all, like, you know, great vibes, and I messed up my tendon. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, so I was, like, guitar it's quite a big instrument and you know steel strings and it's like cuts through your finger so i couldn't do any bending anymore because yeah. like you know the string is quite rough yeah uh so then i gave it a chance i played some yuk and felt a lot better you know it's like hey i can do quite a lot of the things that i'm doing on the guitar but i can kind of convert it into the you yeah
0: um
1: so yeah that was one of the reasons the other reason was that uh I, I was—I'm—I'm I'm still teaching at the university in Delft. It's a city in the Netherlands. It's a very like big student city. Uh, so I'm—I'm I'm giving like evening courses, right, for uh, students. Uh, so many students were struggling with guitar. You know, it takes time. They don't have the time to really sit and practice. And you know, just getting a simple chord on on a guitar takes like a couple of weeks until you actually even manage getting any sound out of the out of your instrument. So I was like, hey guys, why don't we try ukulele? Maybe that will work for you. So. People started, you know, getting a bit more familiar with that instrument and people started loving it. And there was like a community growing up in the, in the town. Uh, and then, yeah, that was another reason I was like, okay, well, there are more and more students being interested in, in the uke. Um, so the final reason, and that completely pushed me off guitar and brought me uh, into playing uh, only the ukulele, so to say was uh, COVID actually. Yeah, so I released, I wasn't that active online and YouTube, YouTube didn't really work out for me. I gave, I gave it a try, but like releasing my guitar stuff and worked hard on it, but actually didn't go anywhere. So I was like, okay, social media is not really my thing. But then COVID started. I was quite depressed. I realized I cannot travel, visit my parents. So it's not only about vacations, but like my parents live in Israel. I live in the Netherlands. I cannot travel anymore. So I was quite depressed I went to my balcony I grabbed my uke I don't even know what the brand was it's like a uke that I bought on the market for like 20 US dollars or something and I just strummed a couple of chords and then I was like why don't I just release it on Instagram you know and then I got lots of comments and people really liked what I what I do you know and it gave me so much support and belief like you yeah. know in the
0: uh, it's uh... yeah so that's yeah, social media is a funny one, isn't it? It's a funny one. And I think it's luck as much as anything, you know. It's
1: it's been a jungle
0: since yeah. then. I,
1: I don't even know what what how to think about it. Like it's it's amazing. It's like the especially you know what, here's the thing, the ukulele community, because as I said, I was a guitar player before. I didn't feel this kind of a warm feeling from the guitar community like there's always like who's playing faster who's playing better who is you know like big competition not so much support and suddenly yeah
0: yeah I've seen some of that I saw like a guitar video the other day and it was something about real guitar players laugh at the guitar community and it's sort of all weird hyper competitive stuff And I think you're right with the ukulele, it's a little bit more uh, friendly and welcoming and uh, stuff like that, you know, yeah. Exactly.
1: And I think that's what I was looking for, to be honest with you, because I studied jazz. I, you know, I I went to a conservatory, I spent many years like diving into the notes and whatever, all this stuff, which is great. I'm happy I did it. But, uh, you know, when studying professionally, you sometimes forget that you're playing for people. You're not playing for yourself. Yeah. So I grew up with an idea everyone should listen to me right like you know kind of this this approach like hey but i was playing and you know people people were like i wasn't really engaging you know i was like okay let me play those sophisticated chords or whatever that is but it's not it's not really what music is all about, you know. Yeah. You, need to, you need to include people in what you're doing. You need to communicate. Teaching is one one important thing about it. You just let people in, you know.
0: Yeah. And and that's great. because I saw you playing outside just a second ago, and it was it was fun. You guys were having fun, right? Yeah. And I think people do have a tendency to just get lost in like the technique of it, don't they? And uh, exactly. Just sort of yeah, like you said, how fast can I play, or yeah. how many notes, or what modes do I know, or whatever it is. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's I think the important thing is like you know, take me as an example. No one would accuse me of being like a great ukulele player, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm having fun when I'm playing and I'm dragging people in and I'm getting people involved with it. And I think that's kind of, you know, part of the important thing. And my message is like getting people to play. Because exactly. You don't have to be a, you know, world beater or, or an expert at it. Just have some fun with it. Exactly. And, and share exactly. music. you know.
1: Exactly. And maybe that's one thing that I was really missing, a feeling of a community. So, as I said, I, I spent many years studying, worked my ass off, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, I... I didn't feel a, a community feeling. And again, yeah, I worked on my technique, whatever, but it doesn't really matter. You know, there is space for everyone. So I love I loved teaching complete beginners. I give them two notes, as, I give them a very easy rhythm and we play together. It doesn't matter. I play four notes, they play two notes. He or she plays five notes and, you know, together becomes a beautiful thing. Yeah. So There's always space and it's a very inclusive, I think, instrument. And,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah going back to Instagram because that's where you're sort of doing pretty well at the moment right
1: yeah somehow yeah. Instra- Instagram ended up being uh, kind of the, the main
0: platform for me yeah I think that's how I first first yeah, heard of you yeah. yeah do you find like a pressure to just constantly put out new content sort of every day and have new ideas and, and new sort of things to do
1: I'm trying you know like I'm, I'm not that good with organization you know like it's been always a, 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 you know as a musician my schedule is all over the place like you know playing here, playing there, breakfast at this hour, lunch, like nothing was arranged. So I realized that if I really want to do it seriously and I want to stick to this thing, I need some kind of a discipline. So I told myself, well, try to release content every day. Try. I mean, I'm not like forced to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, engaging with my community, of course, like trying to do my best there. Sometimes I skip a couple couple of days, you know, but um, it's also, it's a nice challenge to create things every day, ideas. It can be just like a couple of chords or playing a song or whatever that is. But
0: I feel it's more than that with you. Like I saw the one the other day you had like a pocket fan playing the ukulele. Oh yeah. Like, How do you come up with that every day? Something like that every day?
1: Um, that one was, I think it wasn't originally my idea. I just saw somebody doing it on a different instrument. What was that? Well, I think it was played on a guitar or so. You know, I forgot the name of the guy, you know, but I was like, wow, that's cool. I mean, it's just ukulele is a string instrument as well. So why don't I give it a shot? You know, so I ordered this little fan, you know, and I was like, yeah, it works.
0: You know, oh, nice. That's a cool idea. Are you going to try that in concert one day? You think?
1: Actually, yeah, I brought it with me. Not today, not today, because it's in my suitcase. But I think I'll bring it tomorrow. Man,
0: you know, I was only kidding, (laughs) but (laughs) bring it to a wider wider audience, you know, people should see. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why
1: not? Why not? I mean, there's so many ways of playing this instrument. It's. I find it in a way, like, there I don't know if I should say it, but, like, it, it has only four strings. The guitar has six, right? So you would imagine, like, the guitar has way more possibilities. But it's not quite the case, you know? Like
0: You don't think so? How come?
1: I don't know. Like, um, like let's say, even using this fan, right? And you want, yeah. you want to play a simple melody with that. On a guitar, you need to damp, you need to kind of close six strings in order to uh let the like let one string uh be heard yeah right on the ukulele like there there's like less strings to mute so let's say this is one example and well i don't know it's easier to press i mean as i said i had an injury so i can do more on the ukulele that's what i feel yeah than on the guitar like bar chords students tend to oh sorry oh you're good thanks um so, you know, bar chords was always a struggle for a lot of students, yeah. right, guitar students.
0: Yeah, right, of course. And yeah. I mean,
1: I, I can say honestly, it's my struggle as well. You know, I, I, I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. I don't like bar chords. I never liked them on a guitar. Every opportunity I had, I was trying to find my way not playing bar to chords. To avoid them, right. To avoid them because it just didn't feel good. On the ukulele, suddenly, like, well, goes smooth. It's like butter, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's easy. So it, that, that's why it allows me to, in a way, for, in my case, right, to do more on the uke you know but even holding the instrument you know it doesn't change your entire posture like on the guitar sometimes depending on the instrument depend, depending on the body like after playing for 2 hours i feel like suddenly i have some back pain
0: yeah it's, yeah
1: i had yeah. that yeah it's yeah. depending on the chair you're sitting on you know there's like a whole kind of uh, list of things that can uh you know and unhar- hurt like yeah, it's true. bring some pain yeah. and yeah. Like, yeah.
0: yeah yeah so now i mean i don't know if it's I don't know if it's OK even to say COVID is sort of over, but we're like trying to come out the other side of trying to adapt to the new normal or whatever. But what's uh, what's going on for you? Like, how do you feel? Are you going to try and get back into performing and teaching in person again? Or?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. To be honest with you, um, well, I've, I'm building my community online and I love it. I really love it. It's, it blows my mind, like seriously. Um, and. Let's say the workshop that I'll be giving here in Fallbrook and uh, San Rafael, uh, some, of, some of my followers, they're, they're coming here to, to, to actually see me live, right? In person, so, yeah. yeah. In person, yeah. So th- this is how I would like to do it. You know, so like regular classes, uh, like live classes in, uh, in real life. So I, I'm not really focused on that. But like I'll be giving workshops, of course, I love doing that for a group of people. Yeah, so yeah, that's That's really cool
0: because um, I don't like doing stuff in real life. (laughs) I like I mean, I started online, you know, I started doing YouTube and stuff. So that's my kind of thing. So when I've done in person stuff, I kind of get nervous, you know, like it's not really I mean, I'm doing it and I'm trying to do more this year, especially. But um, but it's not exactly my forte, maybe. Right. right, So, uh, yeah, it's cool that you're, you're embracing the online side of things?
1: I'll tell you a little secret, like I'm the opposite of you. So actually, before going on, online and teaching online, uh, I was doing like live classes and I'm very confident. I'm quite confident doing that. Like I never, I don't, I don't get nervous or anything. When I started doing it on, online, recording myself, I was so nervous. Like putting the camera, yeah, you know, I was so, like I felt a bit insecure, especially the speaking part, you know, maybe yeah. because I'm not a native English speaker and everyone, I mean, English is the language too, that yeah. everyone is communicating with. So I was like always like re-recording, you know, trying again and getting nervous, sweaty, you know, like that's, that was crazy because like, especially the recording process, you know, one thing is like I'm live on camera. When I, when I teach my ukulele community that goes fine but like people don't know that actually I'm, I'm fine with telling everyone this story but actually when I have to record myself I put my phone on like you know selfie mode whatever recording myself I'm like I'm getting nervous up until nowadays I'm like what's happening here you know
0: <laughs> see like I said I'm the opposite I love recording because if I make a mistake which I frequently do I can just cut it out and no one ever right. has to know you know no I, I, I do the
1: same I I'm I'm doing many takes I mean of course People are not aware of it because they see the, 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 the kind of the, the, the nice takes, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: the finished but, uh, product.
1: Yeah, the finished product. Yeah. But they don't know that, I mean, I made plenty of mistakes. I'm like, I didn't prepare my speech. And like, and like, I don't know. Yeah, it, it gets messy, you know, definitely. Yeah.
0: definitely. Cool. And I think you were telling me before we started recording, but how long are you in the States for now? Um
1: I'm I'm here for uh, well in total like three weeks. Yeah. So I think there are there's like two and
0: a half weeks left
1: until the until the twenty second twenty second of June.
0: So you've got Nam this weekend, and then yeah, you're and doing then I'm and heading back
1: to Falbrook. That's when I'm staying. Uh, that's where my workshop is going to be. So that's on the twelfth of June, and on the 16th, sixteen I'm going to San Rafael. So I'll be staying there until I leave, and the, there I have another workshop. Awesome.
0: and then back to the Netherlands the Netherlands yeah and yeah. Exactly. and from there like what do you up to uh, when you get back just uh... when i'm back
1: well i have to catch up with uh, cuz now of course everything is focused on my workshops and uh, the nam show and so i'll have to do a lot of catching up with uh, with my teaching, you know, on
0: Patreon, and yeah. you know, keep on releasing. <laughs> you're on Patreon. I just read that last night that you're on Patreon. How, how um, long have you been on there for? How's it going for you? I guess about a year or so, maybe a little bit over a year.
1: It's going great. It's going great. So that's this is my yeah, my part uh, commun- part of my community. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm honestly, I have no words to describe like the, the the process that like I mean that there are people that actually love what I do that are ready to kind of be part of this community, to even pay money for it. Like, I don't know, for some reasons, it really blows my mind right, yeah. that I've, I'm reaching this point. Like, it's a dream of mine to be able to do things online, to travel, to, to teach people, you know, to... Yeah. Like, there's, there's another big thing coming up in Africa, so there's going to be a massive thing I'm super looking forward You're going to be
0: that. a part of that? Sorry? You're going, and you're going to be a part of that in Africa? Yeah, so there's a ukulele safari in oh, Kenya. Wow. It's yeah. like the first... Ukulele safari ever, I guess. So is so it what you're going around shooting ukuleles? Or,
1: <laughs> Not really. So yeah, it's it's I guess in the middle of the the, the, the wilderness. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be teaching ukulele there with, for a, group, a small group of people. Yeah. So that's gonna be in November. It's also like a big thing that I'm working on together with uh, Michaela She's also one of my followers. Uh, she's a big ukulele ent- enthusiast, so she she plays a lot. Anyway, she's a very fun one and. Um, she lives there. She's originally from uh, Italy. She lives there. She runs the 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 the, the, tw- the tours in the safari. So she had this brilliant idea of uh, bringing ukulele teachers uh, to Kenya to teach. Uh, yeah. To give this workshop, you know, ten days workshop.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's amazing, Kenya. That so it's the first. Uh, the
1: first attempt, so yeah. to say. And if it goes well, this is you know. Yeah. Who brilliant. knows? Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: That is so exciting, man, Sorry. and that's so called cool hit. Patreon changed my life as well. I mean, I've talked about it before, but um, I mean, it's why I'm doing what I'm doing now, you know, because people have made it possible. Exactly. So, uh, That's yeah. so
1: inspiring. I mean, honestly, when I just started, I came across your channel and I was like, how is it possible that you can reach such a, you know, yeah, like it's your dream. Like, it's, it's a dream of many musicians just to build your community. People who love what you're doing, they believe in you, they support. I mean, I don't know. It's it's funny, for the, the, again, the process. Like, I... Studied music for so many years and I found it like in, in ukulele, you know, yeah. a small instrument that not everyone Like some people call it a little guitar or whatever, you know, yeah, <laughs> but like now I mean for me music is music. It doesn't really matter what instrument I play after all. I just love music That's where it starts and uh, it happened to be a ukulele because of the reasons that I uh, mentioned and uh, the community really keeps me there, and I love it. So amazing. That's...
0: So, what I wanted to ask you, because we talked a lot about like social media stuff and how you've done Instagram, you've tried YouTube and stuff. What do you think is the, as a teacher, the educational value of these uh, like super short form videos, like a TikTok, or you know the Reels on Instagram? How much do you think you can really learn in sort of 15, 30, 60 seconds?
1: Um, I think the basics. Yeah, it's, it's a good way of learning the basics. I think it's an amazing way to get inspired, first of all. I mean, uh, there. Short videos. The the way I look at it, yeah, it's like the the first thing is just to be inspired, and it can be anything. It can be the mood of the video. It doesn't have to be like like how fast or how impressive that the person is playing. But like, it's more, hey, he's enjoying it so much. You know, like, look at this guy. He's like into it. Isn't it a beautiful thing? Like how you can connect to. The thing you love so much like so that that's like that's my goal like because yeah. i love what i do so i want people to experience music
0: and um, you do look like you're always enjoying it you know you've always got a big smile on most your face. of the time most of the time well i
1: mean let's be realistic yeah. sometimes it's not your day and i i need to do i need to release a thing like i need to release a tutorial and maybe you're just not in a in not in an amazing mood so you gotta do it but music is my you know i yeah. love it i love yeah. it so, yeah. it's your thing it's, it's my thing, thing. yeah
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much, Boris. For people who are hearing about you maybe for the first time, where can they find out more about you? How can they follow you? What what do they do to get more Boris?
1: I guess Boris Ukulele is just like if you Google that, if you come across my Instagram or my website. Yeah, I guess Instagram is the the place to start. You know, if people want to know more about me, because I'm more active on Instagram these days. But little by little, I want to also navigate to other platforms. You know, who knows? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Well, Boris, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you so much. Enjoy the USA. Thank you. I really appreciate this interview. Thank you.
1: And well, see you around, right? For sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, you're going to be playing with me later. So uh, Sorry? You're going to be playing with me later on. Definitely, definitely. Well,
1: today, right? Today, I think, yeah. Exactly. Looking forward to that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much, John. Thank you.
0: What a cool guy. Seriously, totally unflappable, I think, is how I would describe him. And if you haven't seen his Instagram channel yet, you really need to get on that ASAP. Boris Ukulele is the name. This week, he's been posting some incredible finger-picking covers, including an astonishing performance of Bohemian Rhapsody. And it has to be seen to be believed, so go and check that out. A-S-A-P. Right now, go and have a look. He also regularly posts some very cool tips about how to spice up your playing with alternate chord ideas and new strumming patterns and techniques. Heck, I've learned so much just by watching his videos myself. Now, what I really enjoyed most about that interview was how he said that he really struggled to find an audience on YouTube, but he didn't give up. He just kept on searching and eventually found his home on Instagram. And I think that's a really great message for some of us to hear because sometimes I know it can be very disheartening when you're pouring your heart and soul into something And it just feels like nobody's interested in what you have to say. Boris really could easily have given up, but he knew that his content was good. And it really was. It was basically exactly the same stuff as he's posting now on his Instagram. But he kept putting himself out there. And now he has, at last count, or last time I checked a few minutes ago, 102,000 Instagram followers. So (laughs) there you go. But with all that being said, I also think it's really important not to judge yourself or your self-worth on how many social media followers you have. The important thing, really, is to just enjoy what you're doing and have fun being creative. And if it's something you believe in, then keep plugging away at it no matter what. Something I've always believed is that there's no such thing as a wasted creative endeavour. And I really, really think that's true. But that's another story for another day. The long and short of it is, no matter how many people are watching or following or subscribed to you, Creativity, for its own sake, is what's important, because you're constantly learning new skills, improving your own talents, and developing your brain. I'll talk about this more in another episode, probably, but I genuinely believe that exercising your creativity is just as important as exercising your body, and that it may even be the key to improving your mental health. Anyway, time to jump off my soapbox, I think. I just want to remind you that if you'd like to help support the podcast, check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash uketeacher, because as well as early access to the show and bonus content that you won't hear in the main podcast, including extra chats with Tyler from Ten Thumbs Pro, James Hill, Christopher Davis Shannon and Abby Lyons, it also helps me to keep things ticking over and continue creating the show for you. But, as I say every week, if you can't afford to sign up to the Patreon, please don't sweat it. For me, the most important thing is that people get to hear these conversations that I'm having and enjoy the content. All I ask is that if you are a part of any ukulele community or have any uke-loving friends who you think might enjoy it, please share it with them. So just keep spreading the word about Ukulele Tales. It's a free podcast and it's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever else people get their podcasts from. So it's really easy to find. And not many people seem to know, but you can also watch it on YouTube too. Hello, if you're doing that right now. Uh, So if that's something you prefer doing, then it's normally up on YouTube, normally later on Wednesday or at some point on Thursday, uh, generally about a day or so after it's come out on all the other audio streaming services. Uh, Also, something else that I brought up briefly last week, but that I am still working on, I had a chat with James Hill the other day, and we got to talking about something. This podcast is called Ukulele Tales, right? So there's no reason why I should just be talking to famous ukulele players. I mean, we probably all have a ukulele, and I'm sure some of you guys have great stories to tell as well. And what I specifically want to know about is your ukuleles. Tell me everything about them. Like I said last week, I want to know what type of ukulele you've got how long you've had it for, who gave it to you, why did you choose that particular one, do you know any of the history about it, do you have an interesting story about it? Basically, I'd love to know about the history of your ukulele. I've already had a few great entries that I can't wait to read out, and I'll be putting the call out on social media for contributions soon. But in the meantime, if you're listening to this and you do have something interesting to tell me about your ukulele, just go ahead and drop me a message. I'm the Ukulele Teacher on Facebook and uke teacher on Twitter and Instagram. Or you could even send me an email to uketeacher at com. Send me photos, send me info, send me stories. Basically, send me whatever you think me and the other tailgaters might find interesting about your ukulele. And I look forward to reading them out on the show. Seriously, I can't wait to hear from you guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Like I always say, I love hearing from all of you. So if you ever do want to send me an email about anything, my inbox is always open and I respond to every message I get eventually. Uh, A big thank you once again to Carla for sponsoring the podcast. And don't forget to go to carlabrand.com slash youteacher or click on the special link in the show notes for a 10% discount on anything on their website. I've been John Atkins and I'll be back again next Wednesday with some more great ukulele tales for you. But until next time, I love you all and I wish you the best.